here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. And then two weeks after that, we got Money in the Bank. And then two weeks after that, we got Starcade. And then two weeks after that, we got Halloween Havoc. Jeff Hawkins. I'm Dana Brooke. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Destination America's canceled TNA. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes number 92. It's Rob McCarron here with Jeff Hawkins. Uh, Shake Them Ropes on Voices of Wrestling. Voicesofwrestling.com slash STR is where you can find us. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, Android, everywhere. Every single place you can get us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Uh, Jeff, how are you today? I just want to let everybody know that I have not yet given my notice to TNA, but I'm also not signed to TNA, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Will you be appearing on the <laughs> GFW tapings on July 24th, Death Before Dishonor for Ring of Honor, TNA TV tapings on July 24th, and hopefully, PWG that night, by the way. Tremendous th- yeah, three Mendes four, if I could get tickets this time. it's. <laughs> have tickets not gone on sale yet for three Mendes? Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought they went on sale much longer or much, uh, you know, well before the shows. Not that. Well, I mean, it's three weeks. Yeah, it's three yeah. weeks and they're going to sell out in two minutes. So good luck. There's a lot of stuff going on that July 4th or July 24th. Mm-hmm. Like I actually created a rundown today. I got my little printed out rundown. Saw that. And uh, you, I sent it to you and it's got, you know, raw on it and NXT and the July 4th WWE special and. You wanted to rant on the death of TNA and how people are. I didn't really want to rant on it. It's just if we get to it, I, I, there's a certain type of fan that really needs to stop. But other than that. But July 24th is a crazy day and we're still many weeks away from it. You got PWG that day. Mm-hmm. You have GFW taping TV headlined by Magnus of all people. I came close to going to those. Yeah. But now yeah. you're going to. I think if I were you, I'd rather go to PWG as well. I, I think so, yes. Um, and then you have Death Before Dishonor. This is all a Friday, by the way. Not even a Saturday. Not a Sunday night. This is a Friday night when all this stuff is happening. You have TNA taping TV in Orlando. You have the G1 that morning. There's G1 on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has a G1 event on the morning of the 24th here in uh, the United States. As well as the evening, the morning of the 25th. There's a lot of wrestling going on that day, and the question remains. Char- Sorry, Sean Sloan, but which show are the Young Bucks going to be on? It's going to be PWG. Getting, everybody's getting pulled on to different things because I mean they pulled the uh, Wolves off of pulled, PWG. Pulled the Wolves. I have to. I have to believe the July 24 PWG show is the one that day that the Young Bucks will be on. I think they're going to be at the GFW tapings, but that's me. See, I mean, GFW hasn't announced the Young Bucks. They're not in any promo imaging for it. They're not they at w- Death Before Dishonor. They were announced for PWG, though. They were? To take on uh, Angelico and... Uh, Was that announced by PWG or told on by Conan at 
Major League Wrestling. I could be confusing. I believe that was said. Conan. I do. On Major... Hold on, Rob. I do not want to be a rumor monger, so I will retract that statement. Post. It's not officially announced because at the time it was stated by the MLW podcast, the Young Bucks hadn't returned to PWG yet to do the entire Mount Rushmore two deal. So, I mean, even the day of or the couple of days before. The Young Bucks posted on Twitter that they were no longer with PWG, so they would not be taking part in that main event, all because of the surprise appearance at the end of the last show, Mystery Vortex. Right. That's your annual, not so annual, but that's your Young Bucks update. Let's start, I I just wanted to mention this too. On August 1st, a new Young Bucks match uh, was announced. Rey Mysterio and Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron, are Uh taking on the Young Bucks on August 1st in upstate New York uh, for Northeast wrestling. Really? Yes. Ray Mysterio and Alberto El Patron against the young bucks. Such an odd pairing yet. You know, it'll be <laughs> very intriguing. Um, in a way it's pretty yeah. intriguing to me. I mean, I don't know if every time I think that the young bucks are in there with someone who can't really do a young buck style match, they do a young buck style match. It, it's not hard to do a Young Buck style match necessarily if you're trained in sports entertainment, which is what a lot of the Young Bucks do, quite frankly. I mean, but my concern is more Rey Mysterio, who Rey Mysterio has his style now, and it's WWE, and every time he's asked to branch off of it, he doesn't really. He, he likes to stay that kind of, especially with his knees and whatnot, and it's totally understandable, right? but I think, I think they'll be fine. It'll be fine. Did you think when Rey Mysterio left WWE that if he were doing indie shows like this, he would be a little bit of a bigger deal? Like, I mean, this match was announced just either last night or today, and it's not getting a ton of play, which is fine, but I mean, he's not going to do a Ring of Honor. He's not going to do an Evolve or anything like that. Like, back in the day 10 years ago, if an Eddie Guerrero, you know, left WWE, and he was probably on the same level as Mysterio at the time, uh, it was big mm-hmm. news, and Ring of Honor took him. Eddie Guerrero was still at his peak. He was still at his physical peak at the time. His physical peak, but his star power peak wasn't until after he no. let go WWE. No, but but Rey Mysterio was out of sight, out of mind for a very long time yeah. on the WWE roster, and also and also his physicality is is down quite a bit from what we know him as. Yeah, especially pre WWE. He's not doing the biggest indies. He's doing these indies like Northeast Wrestling has a reputation of putting on shows, and they bring in names like this. They brought in Matt Hardy when he was out. They they bring in a lot of the WWE names who can still mm-hmm. work, and they do ballpark shows, and they do highly drawing shows. They're just not a promotion that's you know really in the national consciousness because they're just doing those one-off shows at, at you know at places that'll draw. I I just don't know if Rey Mysterio here. To me, it's a little surprising how. If he's doing an indie date in the U.S., it's not a bigger deal to us. Could it be just the fact that now there's so many pro wrestlers out there and Rey Mysterio isn't the first to do this, that Alberto Del Rio left WWE and you have talk of Dolph Ziggler leaving WWE and you expect them on the indies here? Mm, No, because I never expected Rey to go on the indies. I thought he'd retire as a WWE guy. I think it's more that he's not on the ascent. I think that he's mm-hmm. on, on the d- definitive decline. Yeah. Now, if they announced him for Bola, I'd lose my crap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Drew Galloway coming. Okay. I mean, there's a guy who there's a guy to <laughs> I, me that is I getting like, a ton of buzz on the indie scene, but mostly because of his evolve work. Like he's in a high level indie that people are paying attention to. What about Dolph Ziggler? If Dolph Ziggler 
Dolph Ziggler is comparable to the Eddie Guerrero thing. If Dolph Ziggler left WWE, say say Dolph Ziggler left WWE now, and he went for some reason, he went into the indie scene, the U.S. indie scene. New Japan would be foolish not to pick him up. New Japan would probably go after him, and he might want to go there. Like he might still want to wrestle for a long time, but maybe. uh, What if he was? Would he be a guy who's going to get? brought into a Northeast wrestling for a one-off or a PWG for a one-off, or would he go to a ring of honor? Uh, what do you think that Dolph Ziggler would do? And what would the be, re- what would the reaction to, to him be? Would it be less or more than Rey Mysterio? Oh, it'd be definitely be more. Okay. Just because he's, he's been a, he's on TV a, lately. He's a bigger star right now than Rey Mysterio is. Yeah. And I think he, you know what? I think he'd have an AJ Styles type Renaissance mm-hmm. because he's that kind of guy. He's the kind of guy who could work different styles and would make guys look like champs. And he'd be appreciated by even the most jaded of indie crowds. So, yeah, I think he'd be huge. And I think then eventually he might do Ring of Honor or he might look for like one of those Samoa Joe deals where he could, you know, work for one and take bookings elsewhere. Right. But who's the one? I don't know. I'd say New Japan. I'd say he'd go to New Japan before anything. New Japan could. uh, Although he couldn't do. he couldn't do stand-up in Japan. That's the problem. Can't do stand-up there. <laughs> or at least, I guess you could. It wouldn't no, work as well. It, it's hard to uh, get stand-up gigs right. in Japan. Let me ask you this. Audiences. Okay. Let me ask you this. Dolph Ziggler in New Japan or Roderick Strong in New Japan, which would you prefer Jeez. if you could only have one? Not, not what New Japan prefer, because New Japan's probably, you know, obviously preferring Dolph Ziggler. If at you this, could have at, one right, of the two in right now, today. Right now? They not go based, into, on, poten- not yeah. based on potential, but you have right the, now. You have the choice of Roderick Strong. Say uh, Tomoaki Hanma, Hanma gets hurt, and you need to replace him, and you have the choice of either Roderick Strong or Dolph Ziggler. Which one are you putting in the G1? Oh, uh, Roddy, every day and twice on Sunday, because Dolph would have to get decompressed from the WWE style in order to be able to work over there. So, yeah. I really wonder what the large amount of our listeners would prefer. Like Dolph Ziggler for the interest factor, like this is WWE guy leaving. Now you're throwing him into New Japan Pro Wrestling in the G1. Or if Roderick Strong, who we all know can go over there and have phenomenal matches with almost everyone that's in the G1 or everyone that's on the roster. Like we know what Roderick Strong can do. I wonder if people would prefer Dolph Ziggler just for the interest factor and the fact that we don't know what exactly could go on. Except that Roderick Strong may be the best indie wrestler on the indies right now. So He's pretty freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. Last week on the show, and I even titled our show this on STR 91. <laughs> Saw this. I titled the show, Who Will Replace Jamie Noble? <laughs> we had the show-long theme of what Jay can go into J&J security because the dude broke three ribs. I kept getting buried because of it. Who will replace Jamie Noble? Nobody. Nobody. Jamie Noble with three broken ribs he shows up on Raw yesterday. Man. Because he's a man. Mm-hmm. He's a man. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe. Now, of course, he's not doing anything physical. I'm just surprised after three broken ribs six days later, he's there at all. Can I ask something? You can't get not that not that other guys wouldn't go on, but it's Jamie Noble. Like, do you really have to put him on screen and make him go out there with three broken ribs? Give him some time off, I think. Is he that integral to the storyline? Are we considering the possibility? That maybe he didn't break three ribs. 
Um, that he's just selling it. I, I think you would. I think it would be different because okay. this guy flat out did not do a single thing after Brock took him out oh. on Raw last week. He didn't come in for the post match beat down. It didn't seem to fit. Okay. I, I, the guy was hurt. Whether it's yeah, a, no, whether it's hurt. actually three broken ribs, who knows? You okay. know, it it could be something. It could be a rib cartilage issue. It could be a bone bruise. He may yeah. not compete in the 189 UFC main event after all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But Jamie Noble's back. So who is replacing Jamie Noble? Jamie Noble. Yep. And that you had the opening segment on Raw last night. What did you think of this segment? It went on and went on and went on. I like, agree. As it was happening, I'm like, what are you doing to us? Like Seth Rollins needs to take a half an hour of TV time to do all this stuff. But once they busted out the Apple watches, I was all for it. <laughs> I liked it. I, you know, I, I think Seth, if, it's probably about two months too late, but you know, I think Seth should come out in the nice suit. If you're going to play the playboy who gives out rich gifts, let him go off. All, all don't make him come down in his gear. But I loved, I loved <laughs> the trip to Hawaii for some reason it made me laugh. Kane got a trip to Hawaii. Kane, you're going somewhere hot. And of course, Kane's reaction is to find out what creature he could destroy while there. Yeah, of course. No, because he's not libertarian Glenn. He's not corporate Kane. He's still a big red machine just wearing a suit. He's still a demon. He's still the demon Kane. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And and of course, the far too long promo for the Cadillac CTS. (laughs) It's almost like it was product placement. Hmm. Did you see today, we're taping, we're recording this here at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. So Raw was last night. But earlier today, the UFC released their Reebok jerseys and, uh, you know, kits, their UFC press kits. I want a Giblert jersey. Giblert Melendez. We need more Bort license plates. But what is getting a lot of attention in the pro wrestling side of this is the fact that they have a CM Punk shirt. Oh, it's Except cool. nowhere on the shirt does it say CM Punk. And not only that, they misspelled his first name. You misspelled everybody's name. This thing is a debacle, and it's 95 bucks, which is overpriced. 95 is a lot for jerseys that aren't worn. Like, every other sport, if you're the doing soccer, suit. hockey, basketball, you can buy jerseys, and you know what? It feels good because the players at least wear them. The UFC, you know... Fighters are not wearing these things inside the ring. They're not wearing the jerseys. So you just have the little UFC on the front, the name on the back. It's got Philip Brooks, no CM Punk anywhere. And you would think that you can license the CM Punk name. I mean, it's his name. You can use it. It's not like WWE has the end all right to that. I don't believe. No, they don't. But the fact that they have, I mean, there's a ton of these. It just looks like a rush job, even though they've been talking with Reebok and we've been hearing about this for a long time, a lot of different names. But the CM Punk issue is the one. And CM Punk, I bring this up right now mm-hmm. because as I've retweeted, I've retweeted it at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, CM Punk just posted this on Twitter. You have got to be shitting me. <laughs> I wonder oh. what that's in reference to. Oh, that's right. Just really engaging yourself to the corporate sponsors. That's that's the CM Punk method, isn't it? A lot of... Uh, now, it may not actually be in reference to that. I don't know, but he just Oh, it is. It, it um, is. But 
you uh you also have uh, this jersey situation and you have other ufc fighters i mean tom lawler who's appeared on ring of honor events tom lawler is talking about because his jersey says thomas lawler and he's asking ufc and reebok when have i ever gone by filthy thomas you know like get the names right people market them in a certain way they outsourced it to someone who didn't know better yeah gave him a spreadsheet and said here you go make something it may uh it looks like it may be in reference to something about the Blackhawks. God. It may be. Let's move on. I don't know. That's that's your CM Punk update. Oh, by the way, on Raw, we're gonna talk mm-hmm. more about this Raw. Oh yes. Every single week Michael Cole mentions how many days Nikki Bella has been the champion. I just want to let all of you know, for those who don't think that they care about the AJ Lee Divas championship reign and the number of days. They are absolutely trying to break that record. There is no doubt now with the last month of TV, every single time Nikki Bella is on screen, they talk about how many days she's been the champion. Now she's second most of all time. And they reference how AJ Lee has the most of all time. They are going to that date. <clears throat> they <clears throat> care. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me clear my throat here. <clears throat> I believe I had that. Well, this has been a talking point for a while, but there's still oh, some people. Hold on. That... I believe I was first on this. Talking you may have been one of those. You may have been. You may have been. Yeah, you may. You may have been. But there's still some people out there that I say, oh, they don't care about AJ Lee. Why do you think about that? They they could care less about AJ Lee's Divas Championship reign. No, I think it's more about Nikki than it is about AJ. But AJ is a nice fringe benefit to stick it to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're using this just to get people in an uproar. I don't know if they're just using this to build to the eventual match because she's going to have like a pay-per-view match a week before the number of days hits to AJ Lee where they can build that up as a plot point within it. Like if it, if Nikki Bella wins here, she's going to break AJ's Lee, AJ Lee's record. So let's get people talking about it now. Well, I mean, this whole division is in <laughs> in shambles. I mean, your former champ had to... E- Literally, they said she eked out a win over Alicia Fox. She did eke out a win. She eked out a win. She eked it out. <laughs> well, because Alicia Fox is on Team Bella. Oh, of course. That make, gives her superpowers. As is JBL. John Bella Layfield. John Bella Layfield, yes. John Bella Layfield. I mean, start joining the club, people. The Bella Club. Mm. The Bella Club. Oh, are they going to have... Make the shirts. <laughs> make the shirts make them you read my mind jamie noble and joey mercury got a new car now that car they were awesome the sixty thousand dollar uh cadillac survived the first night and joey just for you all leather cracked me up how many uh how many weeks until the next pay-per-view three In three weeks Three weeks until the next day. I'm going to bring up the calendar here. The old little uh, calendar. Mm-hmm. All righty. Let's see what month is this. It is going to be July here tomorrow. Yes. We got one, two, three weeks. July 19th. We got three weeks. So we have two more Raws in between then. I mm-hmm. want to ask you, Jeff Hawkins, the yes. over-under on number of weeks until this car gets destroyed and I will put it at one and a half. <laughs> it gets destroyed on the go-home show. All right, so you're going the over the G- the uh, July 13th Monday Night we get, Raw. We get one more week of annoyingness 
with the car, and then it gets destroyed when Brock shows up. A lot of people, I think, were expecting this car to get demolished on the very first night, but Brock wasn't there, and Brock has to be the one to demolish it. So, yeah, you build it up for a week, you build it up, and then eventually this car gets smashed. Like, it can't be just disappearing, right? This car has to be back for future Raws. Oh, no, it's Chekhov's gun. You've shown it, now it has to be used. You've established it. It must be used. That July 13th Raw, by the way, is in Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. So you folks in Atlanta, you get ready. Brock Lesnar is advertised for that show, as mm-hmm. is Kevin Owens, as is Dolph Ziggler. Kevin but, Owens was great last night. Kevin Owens and, was great. And on, and on this week's NXT. On commentary, phenomenal. Just great. Killing Saxton. Loved him. Kill Saxton. Lo- I wish Loved he would. that Cesaro Cena match. This is our this raw this raw before we go just go all over the place. Okay. This raw had a lot of good stuff on it. I liked it. I liked raw a lot, with the exception of the Dolph segment. This raw, yeah. I mean, you had the eight man tag team match that was pretty fun. Uh, You have Bo Dallas, by the way. The issue when Bo Dallas came up on Raw is he had that little flabby patch of skin on his belly that. You know, he had been heavier, and then he shrunk down in size, so he had this, you know, flappy skin that was still there, and it was just jiggling about when he would run. Well, that skin is no longer there because he's filled it out. Bo Dallas has been eating some uh, some pretty heavy meals lately. Starting to, to look more Bo- and more like his brother. Soon to be Bo Texas. Botund Dallas. Botund. Mike Botunda? Mike, maybe. <laughs> Um, but Hey, he looks, I think he looks a little better that way. At least it's, you know, something, but he's partnered up with the new day. Yes. So for you horrible people out there that keep wanting to call the new day, the new nation of domination, well, there is your own heart. Right. Yep. Uh, going up against the primetime players and Lucha dragons. Eventually they should have a little focus. I mean, we're going to do our, uh, pay-per-view preview in a couple of weeks because we still got some time before battleground. Um, but the weekly check-in on who you think is going to walk out of that tag team title match. Do you still think it will be... I don't know actually what you thought before. I thought the primetime players would the, drop it to the, the New Day. So did I. Okay. But I'm starting to reconsider that. I think the New Day is pretty... I mean, not the New Day. New Day is great. New Day is great. Yeah. Keep them. Yeah. The Xavier Woods-Bow combination uh-huh. works more than I'd like to admit it does. Right. But it does in terms of being outside the ring and character but I think, you know, I think uh, the primetime players are really kind of growing as yeah. a team. I mean, both, I mean, Titus, we always knew had potential. You know, Darren Young, when he gets, you know, when he gets the hot tag and, you know, he's showing a certain amount of viciousness in there too. He's, he's really improved, I think, in this, in this stretch run with the belt. I'm really enjoying it. I have uh, confirmed now. Oh, God. That CM Punk's tweet was indeed about the Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Okay, whatever. Brandon Saad has been traded to I Columbus. Don't, I don't care. Let's not talk hockey right now. This is not a time for hockey talk? Is that what you're this saying? Because <laughs> then we'll have to get in the Kings, and they're making dumb moves. <laughs> a lot to like on this Raw. I think the headliner is the fact that we had Cesaro versus John Cena. And as you wrote in this little email... John or uh, Cesaro has been the MVP of the last week of WWE TV. He's the that, player of the week. Mm-hmm. That's Cesaro Owens match. 
on SmackDown. Cesaro Owens. You have uh, Cesaro here coming out on Raw with the, you know, the tights kind of showing sympathy for Tyson Kidd, his tag team partner who underwent neck surgery. You had him busting out the sharpshooter. You had a really intense match, and the crowd was really into it. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a highlight of the show. We had we had that. We had the eight man tag. By the end of the night, I thought what they did with Seth Rollins actually was really good. I mean, yes. a little confusing to some why they let you know him and the authority take down Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Well, Dean doesn't have much to do, and Roman Reigns was the super popular babyface that was there because he didn't have Brock Lesnar there. So instead of beating up Randy Orton, who's kind of just in nowhere land right now, you had the authority get heel heat by beating up Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. Uh, I, I was perfectly fine with it. I thought it helped out, and eventually you're going to want to see Brock Lesnar kill all four of these guys. Yep, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the show was a positive step, especially after last week, and I think listeners can tell in our voices too Yeah, that yeah. we were just not enthused by last week's wrong. We were and struggling you know, and, to find even anything to talk about. And the thing about Cena Cesaro that's so great is you can set up either a triple threat, which I would not mind at all, or you can set up a post-Cena program with Kevin Owens and Cesaro, and I'll take that. Right, but, I mean, as great as that match was, let's be real, Cesaro is going to be working Luke Harper on Superstars next week and not even on Raw. I can dream. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Now, also, something happened in that match that got the internet uh, a little bit up in a tizzy. What did they do now? For no particular reason. Did you see the moment where the screen kind of went black during Cesaro and John Cena? And have you seen the gif of... Uh, what many people thought was Cesaro double flipping off John Cena during the match. Did he not get censored? I thought I saw some, uh, something alluding to that might've been on, uh, another site somewhere. Right. The but... point is he was not flipping off John Cena. Okay. What did he do? Cuss at him. He was showing his two ring fingers oh. to John Cena because on none of his fingers is a brass ring. And it was misinterpreted by the truck? Everyone thought he was flipping off John Cena. He was showing off the ring fingers. Oh, that's... There's a GIF online. I'm sure you can find it on Twitter. There's a GIF that, you know, That's zooms a little in. too subtle. That's it's a little subtle. subtle. And if you, were, if you were in the truck, you would understand that you would probably think, you know, why would he be showing off his ring fingers? It looks like he's flipping off John Cena. Right. To the kids out there who might have been traumatized. Mm-hmm. Let you know he wasn't. You can still cheer for your hero, John Cena. You can even cheer for that good wrestler, Cesaro, if you want to. He was not flipping off your hero, John Cena. Now for the one backward step. Backward step? Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Well, if he keeps having segments like that, no one's going to give a shit if he works Evolve. That was a heel promo. I stole your girlfriend. I stole the girl. Now quit whining about it, you hobbled up vet. Yeah, I'll beat you up, you cripple. You don't like it. Rookie even. Jesus, Rusev is barely in his second year here oh, on man. WWE TV. It seems like he's been around for a while. But that was just uh, the wrong way, wrong way to go. Well, the feud now is Summer Rae versus Lana with Dolph Ziggler and Rusev as the reasons why they're feuding. So, yes, women are feuding over men, not wrestling ability, not championships. Right. Um, you don't have to get too enraged about it. But here we no, are I'm on not. WWE TV where this is what they're fighting over. Well, the whole th- the whole thing was the setup to get the ooh when you heard that they were more than friends and they didn't get it. Right. So. And why does Lana even care? All right, you dumped right. Rusev. Yeah. Let Summer Rae have him. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. Like Summer Rae. Now it's kind of personal because Summer Rae slapped her. 
So I get that. Lana was just going to let her, you know, kind of have him. But you can't do anything with Rusev with his ankle like this for a while. Like, are are we really going to get a Dolph Ziggler-Rusev match when he's ready that's two months away? No. I mean, what are they doing? They're just trying to keep Rusev on TV so Summer Rae and Lana can feud, and I doubt they're going to have a match either. Right, because Lana hasn't been in the ring in so long. So, soap opera-wise, like, because there won't be any wrestling in this program. None! We're just seeing this to fill up TV time for the soap opera storyline. Oh, that, yeah. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's going to be the soap opera thing. It's going to be how does Summer Rae ruin Dolph and Lana's relationship during the back? Oh, here's photos of Dolph doing, oh, move on. Don't want to, don't want to dwell on this negativity. Don't need the negative waves. This is AJ Lee and John Cena all over again. It is. Or AJ Lee and Dolph all over again. Kind of, at least with AJ Lee and Cena, you had Vicky Guerrero having the secret camera and you had, you know, yeah. this was super soap opera and it was Vicky versus John Cena. But this one, I mean, just no wrestling. The only wrestling that might be involved is Dolph Ziggler having matches and Summer Rae coming out and Rusev distracting him all the time. But what is it going to build to? Is it going to build to a Survivor Series match when Rusev can finally come back? I don't know. I really don't. And by that time, Dolph Ziggler won't have any blonde hair left. <laughs> This guy's hair is getting dark. He was he had the ponytail going and he was he was a brunette. He had dark hair until you get to the ponytail where that's the what's left of his blonde hair. Well, he's not naturally blonde. Remember we went through that Randy Orton oh, haircut phase? Oh, we did have that. Oh, I know. Yeah. But yeah. at least every couple of months he would get the roots done again so he was a full blonde, but even for WrestleMania this year, like this is a guy you can tell uh, may not actually resign when this deal is up and he might be on the end because he's not even caring to re-dye his hair. Well, no, you don't want your scalp burning and the hair falls out after a while after you keep treating it like that. I mean, oh. even uh, even Seth Rollins isn't getting it done all oh. that much anymore. Yeah, I have no I'm, issue not, with it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing and I'm not giving any shade to Dolph Ziggler. I'm just saying okay. we saw years I, after years that he was doing it and now he's not. So I, the guy doesn't care to. And whatever the reasons are, the fact is the guy doesn't care to. You think he resigns? I think so. Okay. I think he comes back. I think he's using it for leverage. He said as much as interviews. He hasn't signed yet. He hasn't re-signed with, the, with uh, WWE yet. His contract is up before the end of the year. I think part of it's going to be leverage. Like, I mean, you have some of the guys that are out right now. Brian Danielson might not be coming back. You got Randy Orton, who's not really doing much on TV 100% yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Roman Reigns, who isn't the top guy yet. And Brock Lesnar's going to be leaving soon. Like, he just came back, but he's going to be leaving soon. I mean, end of August. Guy's gone. You're going to need people to fill up three hours of WWE TV and all this programming you want to put on WWE Network. You're going to need Dolph Ziggler. What are you going to do? Replace him with Jack Swagger? That guy might be gone, too. Good. He needs to go work somewhere else. Hey, where he's Where congrats. he's wanted. Congrats, though, to uh, Jack Swagger, who showed up on WWE Raw this week, losing to Wade uh, Barrett. Yeah, because Wade, <laughs> all those guys, man, just <laughs> need to just say, hey, we don't want to deal with these dumb stories anymore. Give us something to do. Yeah. But that's me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot uh, going on there. What else did we have? Uh, did you want to talk about, I mean... It's a running theme at this point. I don't know if there's anyone who's actually a fan of Byron Saxton. 
But the guy's doing commentary while Booker T is doing Tough Enough. He's on Raw. He's on NXT. You know, he's on these pre-shows getting lit up by Booker T and everybody. I mean, Byron Saxton, if he went away right now, I don't think there's a single soul that would miss him. But not like most commentators who, okay, Josh Matthews leaves and it's kind of, you're indifferent to it. Okay, no Josh Matthews anymore. So what? If Byron left, I think there might be a little bit of joy from some people. Like all the best to Byron Saxton. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. And he seems like a nice guy on TV. He is not good in that role. He's much better as like the backstage interviewer just to just ask questions. But he, I am not a fan of Byron on commentary on any of the shows. And he just gets worse to me. He's trying so hard. I like him getting bullied by Kevin Owens. Right, but, <laughs> but that requires other yeah. people to be involved. And you no, can't have him bullied it. all day long. And it gets old when Booker T does it on every pre-show for all the entire 60 minutes. It gets old. But that's the only a- thing that's good about him. I don't like doing a lot. Well, actually, I do like doing a lot of speculation, but I, I speculated earlier today that I think I know the problem here. It's that he's not getting specific notes. He's getting notes, but he's not getting specific ones. He's being told, okay, go out there and show some personality or show me something or try something. And then he'll put on the headset and he'll try something and he'll, he'll, he'll get reamed through the headset or he'll get reamed by Booker T. And then he gets gun shy about trying things. Mm-hmm. So he just so so he comes off as just doing either nothing or just the minimum that it'll take for him not to get yelled at, and it's it it's a sh- it it's part overproduction, but it's also part underproduction because if you give you have to give specific things about you know what he could say where and give him examples and you know give him clips of what you want him to be like because it ain't like JBL's out there burning down the world with his commentary. It's not like Brennan and um, Corey Graves are killing it on NXT. There's room here. But if everybody stinks, which everybody does stink, then it's not necessarily a problem with the talent, I think. Do you think there's a confidence issue where JBL just goes out there and he's himself? He plays a role, but he's himself kind of. Yeah. Where Byron Saxton goes out there and he's trying to be something that he isn't quite yet. No, Byron Saxton's trying to please people. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. I think he's trying to please people and keep his spot. JBL doesn't have to worry about that. He has the heft of already being a talent and made his money and he's fairly well off and living in Bermuda. And this is a job he does for fun to pick up a paycheck. And if he gets yelled at occasionally for saying something dumb on commentary, he he can blow it off because he's secure enough in himself. Byron's not at that point yet. Confidence plays a huge role in any on-screen production of any kind. And if you have actors or talent who are doubting themselves, you can watch the wheels turn as they're trying to process how they're doing, and they come off as stiff and unnatural. It happens in improv. It happens on television. It doesn't happen so much in movies because you can do take after take. So it's interesting to me, too, that when you had these weeks to fill with Booker T not being involved, you didn't just bring Jerry Lawler back. You replaced him with Byron Saxton. You didn't put Tom Phillips in the role. You didn't put Corey Graves in the role. Like Byron Saxton wouldn't have been near the top of my list of choices. But the fact that they brought him in and not Jerry Lawler. Is there anything to that or they just didn't want to ruin the continuity of SmackDown? I I think no I think it's a youth movement. We got to we got to fill this gap sometime. Let's do this now. Because they did this before when I mean when JR would at, was at his, you know, he wasn't 
on any sort of significant downslope. Neither was Bobby Heenan when they got rid of him. But, you know, Vince has a youth fetish. And at some point, he looks at you and you're too old. That's it. That's the list. I'm getting too old. I'm turning 30 this year, Jeff. I can do 30 on my head. I am so old. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know either. I'm going to have to get me a new youthful partner. You might. You might have to replace me. (laughs) People out there might enjoy that. Stop it. At Shake Them Ropes, (laughs) hashtag replace Rob. Um, Let's talk some NXT. Yeah. You want to talk the WWE NXT? uh, July 2nd, Thursday. Thursday, they are going to air the entire series, Who is Finn Balor? So if you have been watching NXT TV the last couple of weeks, you've seen part one and part two, and part three is going to air this week of Who is Finn Balor as they push to uh, his championship match coming up on July 4th in the WWE Network special. Uh, But Finn Balor, Who is Finn Balor, is going to air at 10.30 Eastern, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern on July 2nd. What have you thought so far about these Finn uh, Balor videos? I like them. I like them a lot for the most part. I think they're they're great. I, I we'll get into my. They're not criticisms, but they're questions, in terms of what they can do. But overall, I like them. I like that they, you know, I like when they admit actual history, mm-hmm. real history. Oh, and they you're make getting that part you're getting for the most part actual you're history. You're getting you're getting New Japan. You're getting Bullet Club shirts on TV. You're getting you know his his time in Japan and his training and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think Becky Lynch is coming off great on these. Becky Lynch is coming off phenomenally. Uh, I mean, everyone is that's involved yeah. in this. And you got, I mean, there's a little creative license in what they're airing as far as clips to denote some of the, the events yeah. in the timeline, which is fine. I mean, this is the footage they have. You mm-hmm. know, if it fits the story, go go for it. But for the most part, I mean, you're getting the history of Fergal Devitt. You're getting the history of Prince Devitt in New Japan and what brought him here and and the new name. And, and part three is going to explain the name Finn Balor and why, why he's in NXT and what he's going to do in the future of Finn Balor and, and WWE. And, that, and that'll do wonders. Even, even the teaser promo for the July 4th card has done more to explain this Finn Balor character and why he does the wacky paint stuff than they have his entire time there. Yeah, because really, I mean, it, we're coming up on a year where he's been there. And for mm-hmm. the most part, fans just see Finn Balor as this new guy who came in and he paints his face up at the specials. I mean, the full sale audience knows who this guy is. Okay. And they react to him as such. And you take it on the road to some of the house shows. The people that are going to those house shows are the same people that would go to ring of honor shows that know what's going on in NXT. So they're going to react to him. But if you put Finn Balor on raw tomorrow, I don't know if he would get the reaction that Sami Zayn got in Montreal. I don't think he would. He would get a little bit of the reaction that Kevin Owens got when he debuted where a lot of the crowd knows who he is, but you're not getting the most over-the-top reaction for this guy. But right. videos like this will go a long way to that. If he wins yes. the championship on the July 4th special, that will go a long way to that. And again, if you don't want to watch NXT or you're not regularly watching, I would suggest watching that half-hour special of all these videos sliced together where you can get the Who is Finn Balor. And it's it's surreal stuff. I mean, you're going to see stuff from him wrestling in Ireland and the UK. You're going to see some of the stuff from him in New Japan and the Bullet Club. You're going to get to see Finn Balor play with Legos. Yeah, that's uh, that's my question. Now, comparing it because I'm kind of an old school guy to the quote unquote personality profiles of the past, where they'd show you know where they, you know if they were going to do an in depth thing on a guy, they they'd show him, they'd introduce him. 
and they take certain liberties with how manly the guy was and how he, you know, he does this and, you know, during his off time and it shows how rugged and tough he is so they can survive in a pro wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. That's Southern, that's Southern wrestling culture. Yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw the Legos and he goes, I like Legos. I'm just doing Legos here. You ever seen the movie Slapshot? I have, where, but I mean, where, it's been where, a while where, and I've only seen where, it once. Where, 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 where they get the Hanson brothers for the minor league hockey team and Newman, Paul Newman walks into the general manager's office and goes, they brought their effing toys. Now, we've discussed this before as whether or not it's a positive or a negative. We discussed this with kind of with, with Daniel Bryan in that you don't need don't need the aura of tough guyness outside of the ring so much anymore if you have that kind of credibility inside the ring. And, of course, Balor has that. Daniel Bryan has that. But at the same time, the WWE has their own thing. And this would be the kind of thing I could see them looking at and going, how is that gonna? How is playing with Legos going to make a guy like Finn Balor go over? Uh, do, <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I, you, I think can, the you point can take is... It, hold on, let me, let me finish my point. You can take it that extra step and have somebody in the room go, does Arrested Development make women want to sleep with him? You know, kind of thing. I think it. I think it works for a certain kind of generational fan, the kind of fan that goes to the PWGs, the kind of indie fan who may have quote unquote outgrown pro wrestling to the common person, and it speaks to them. I just don't know if there's that disconnect between fan and management type of thing. I just think the video does an excellent job of making you realize that this Finn Balor guy is a real person. Yeah. He's not just living one hour a week on Wednesday nights like some of the other TV characters you get where, you know, oh, I didn't see you since last Monday Night on Raw. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. Finn Balor's a real guy. He's at home playing with Legos. He's, you know, he's the calm guy when he's not in the ring. He, he went all over the world before he can get to WWE. Like, you're showing the real guy, so now you know, fans can connect with this real guy, and you get a deeper connection that way. I mean... Read any novel that's out there. You got to have a deep connection with a talent. You got to have a deep connection with a character. It, and, it was a, it's a great package. I'm I'm not even being nitpicky here about. It. I'm just asking if there's a disconnect where this kind of thing would work on on the main roster type thing. If I, you showed this, I absolutely think it would. Okay, because because there's probably going, man. Someone's gonna. Th- I like to keep myself and play Legos in my spare time. You just have to have the balls to do it on the main roster and show it yeah. on Raw. Yeah, I think I think you have to have faith to step out of that box. I mean, sure, the guys don't go out and drink beer and get wasted and start fights in bars anymore. They go home and play video games, and that's been seen as a negative for so many decades now. Now it's a positive. I mean, Show it as a positive. That's all I ask. As a, although Finn did come off as creepy loner who plays with Legos a bit, but you know, I I think this could work. I don't. I don't know if they'd reserve it for a guy like Finn, though. I think they'd, they'd reserve these types of things for guys like Roman Reigns. Well, but, at know, this point, we, they're we, reserving we, him for nobody. Yeah, we'd see Because they John don't do Cena, these things. John Cena doing nothing but driving cars and having an empty house. Well, when, Brock, <laughs> when Brock Lesnar came back and you had the videos of him training and, and all that stuff, yeah. and you had the eight-minute videos and everyone was so excited, like, oh, you can do more of these. And it's been two years since we've seen those. Like, they don't do these. No, and they don't. And part of the reason they don't do it is because it's eight minutes, and you have a live crowd, and you're afraid of losing the live crowd. And so. this is what I, I show the video on TV. Yes. Have Heath Slater go out there and wrestle Darren Young for five minutes, 
you know, while the TV side is getting the video that you don't want to play ever, have something there for the live crowd to look at. You don't have to show the Finn Balor video or any character building video to the crowd in the arena because you're promoting this to all the 4 million people watching on TV. Show eight minutes of something on TV and so the the live crowd doesn't get bored, put a match in the ring. You could show this before the card starts to the crowd so that they at least have seen it when everybody's talking about it. And yeah, put on a filler match. And and the reason why I don't think you have to do, you don't have to show it to the crowd at all. I mean, show it in the eight minute gap before main events taped and the TV show is taped. That's great. Show it there, you know, just so the crowd sees it where Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily on TV time. But again, yeah, they do. And they do that. They show videos that that nobody else sees on TV and they're, and most of them are pretty good to be honest with you. But I mean, the issue then becomes with these videos is you're not going to see it for Finn Balor on the main roster because I still think that Finn Balor won't be on the main roster anytime this year. I don't either. I, 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 when people go, well, he's ready for the main roster now. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. He's going to have a nice long run with the NXT belt he, first. Well, there's a difference. He, he may very well be ready, and I think he probably is ready, but he ain't going there. No. I Everything don't think that you see for shows that are coming up in October, November, they're all headlined around three people. Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Finn Balor. Some yeah. of them by Tyler Breeze, because Tyler Breeze is going to be there for a while, too. That's inexplicable, but great. This is your steady <laughs> like crew. Him. This is your steady crew for NXT coming up. You have Sami Zayn, who's off. You have Hideo Itami, who's off. Kevin Owens has been brought up to the WWE roster. You might mm-hmm. have some other guys go up to WWE that Vince likes better, but Finn Balor is going to be your main eventer of NXT for the rest of this year. He ain't okay. going anywhere. I agree. He ain't going anywhere. And he may very well win the brand's championship this Saturday morning on July 4th at the WWE Network special. Let's go ahead and preview this, and then we'll get into some other topics of uh, NXT uh, that we might want to get into. But July 4th, WWE Network, 5.30 in the morning Eastern. Jeff, I know you're watching it on a delay. Maybe. I may be up at that time. Maybe you'll be up. It'll be 2.30 your time, 5.30 my time. About time I usually wake up anyways. We have the NXT Championship match. This is this very well may be the main event of this card. Yeah. It, it's been promoted on NXT TV. Obviously, they're promoting it around that. On WWE TV, they're promoting around the fact that Brock Lesnar is going to be there, period. But mm-hmm. you have two choices, really, as the main event. And it's either Brock versus Kofi or Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. And I think they're going to main event with Finn Balor and Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. And again, Finn Balor, I think this is where you win it. It separates Kevin Owens from NXT completely. I mean, the guy's already moving back to Canada. He's not involved in NXT anymore. Taking the title off of him here makes sense uh, based on the location. It's a WWE Network special, so most people actually won't even see this. I mean, more people will watch Raw and SmackDown. You can still build up Kevin Owens for John Cena and have him get beaten here. It's going to be fine. Uh, But Finn Balor, I would put 95% on him winning the championship on this show. Oh, 99.9%. I, I, it's, you get the nice Japan pop too. So yeah, you get, you get the fact that he wins it in Japan, which plays into his whole story that you've gotten this where, you know, who is Finn Balor. So it plays into everything. And again, it would be a much bigger reaction, him winning the championship here than I think it would be at any full sale event because you're you just, have, you can't replicate, you know, 400 people versus 10,000 people. And you have Hideo give him the belt, which also gives him part of the rub. You got Hideo coming down to bring the belt in. You got this event is airing live mm-hmm. uh, on Japanese TV, so not just on the WWE Network. So you got that reaction, too. You build up a, uh, you know, a superstar for Japan when you tour the next time Finn Balor goes back. 
Uh, but yeah, Finn Balor winning the championship here. And then the co-main event, Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston, where Brock is going to destroy the entire New Day in about six minutes. Um, exciting match because you get to see Brock and you're going to get to see destructive Brock. I mean, it's just going to be Brock Lesnar throwing guys around. And Kofi's perfect for that. And Kofi's perfect for it, but it's a nice Brock Lesnar. You're not going to get the 25-minute Matt Classic or anything like that. Uh, no. Save that for Battleground when he wrestles Seth Rollins for 20 minutes. This is just going to be a fun display of Brock Lesnar's power. And I love those types of things. Monstrous destructicity. ECW One Night Stand 2. I think it was the second One Night Stand where they were doing, you know, they had Kurt Angle come in for ECW and the Big Show was into ECW as the ECW giant. Oh, yeah. And you had Big Show come out and throw around Super Crazy and <laughs> uh, Yoshihiro Tajiri and Nunzio. Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. him come out and throw everyone around, and then he, he kind of beat up Big Guido, too. Like, it's going to be like that on a much higher scale. Coming out and just beating up guys, and the crowd's going to react, because you know what? Crowds react to big guys beating up small guys. Yeah, and they also react to big guys being a big guy, so beating up Big E's going to be in there, too. So Brock Lesnar gets the pinfall, mm-hmm. I guess, here on uh, on Kofi Kingston. Um Divas triple threat match for the championship, Naomi, Paige, and Nikki Bella. And this is where we get into house show mode. This is where we get into, it's an interesting card for the rest of the way out, but it is a televised house show. There Mm -hmm. aren't going to be, there's no title change coming here. Nikki Bella is retaining the championship. It's not going to be that special of a match. I mean, they're going to go out there and be enthused by the crowd, uh, but it's going to be, you know, a SmackDown match and Nikki Bella is going to win. Mm-hmm. She's going to win, so bet on that if anyone's out there, you know, willing to take odds on this stuff. Uh, we have Neville and Chris Jericho, which is, you know, if they were re- working the house show tours, this is the type of house show match you would get, but it's still pretty exciting. I mean, you're going to see a first-time ever match, as far as I can tell, Neville and Chris Jericho, and you're going to have Chris Jericho going out there who's motivated to work well in, in Japan. I mean, it might be his last time ever going to wrestle in Japan, and Neville... a Kind of a place where he made his name a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to Neville and Chris Jericho. It could be really fun. That could be a sleeper for match of the night. Sleeper for match of the night and just super fun because I think, again, a lot of it's going to have to do with crowd reaction. A lot of it's the fact that yeah. these are matchups that you don't see on TV. Like they're matchups that happen on house shows all the time. But unless you're there presently live, you know, you don't see these matches anywhere else. Like this tag, I mean, John Cena and Dolph Ziggler tagging against Kane and King Barrett. I'll be intrigued. To how a home country with New Japan and Dragon Gate and all these other federations react to the WWE style. And if they decide to work that style or if they decide to work well, a I mean, wrestling match. They they do Raws in Japan all the time. It's not like yeah. they have never seen WWE before. No, I know that. But still, it's always interesting. It's interesting to see guys, the different crowd dynamics. Especially for guys who used to work different styles in Japan. And this will be the uh, third show of the tour. They're wrestling in Singapore on Thursday. And then they have a Japanese show in the same sumo hall on Friday. And then you got the Saturday show here on WWE Network. Uh, The Mm -hmm. Lucha Dragons versus Big E and Xavier Woods. uh, The two members of New Day who are not getting killed by Brock. Although they may later get killed by Brock. They will die by Brock's hand. As will possibly Bo Dallas. They will be dead. They will be dead. Uh, Big E and Xavier Woods are going to get the win here, I believe. Because, I mean... Yeah. Why they, else? You know, they don't, they don't need the win. They don't need the win. No, they don't need they don't the win. Belts. Yeah. So they could always lose too. Man, I guess you could. Uh, Cesaro versus Diego. <laughs> That'll be fun. I think that I, opens the show. 
I think Cesaro's going to throw him all over the place, and it'll be wonderful. Cesaro's going to throw him all over the place. I think Cesaro will get the win here. Uh, mm-hmm. But this will be a fun match. I mean, again, this is just, it's a fun show. Yeah. There's only one match of any consequence, and that's Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. But the rest right. of it, I mean, it's going to be an enjoyable watch. Yeah. You don't have to watch it live because really, you just don't have to. Nope. And I think the majority of people will watch it late. I even, I said last week, I think the majority of people will watch it after Raw that week just because they might forget about the show or might not have time. I think the I majority think gonna, of people. I, I think they'll probably replay it after Raw too on the network. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see like the social media reaction to this because it is you know five thirty in the morning on July fourth. I want to see if it pops a lot of you know social media feedback, a lot of engagement there with this show, and uh, to see oh, yeah. kind of what people are saying about the show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you know if it has the house show set, I we don't know what commentary is going to be like. I could very well see it's going to be like a a Byron Saxton and Rich Brennan calling from Full Sail. You know, like they have the overdubbed commentary. I don't know if a commentary team is actually going to be there. I don't think I, one will. I really don't think that you're going to have a commentary team there in Japan for this. Okay. Because it's not like the commentary team is there. Their raw is still in the States the next day or Monday. This is just a quick be, little tour of Japan. They coming back. They may be. Oh geez, there's a flight. They may be simulcasting it to the studio in 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 Stamford and doing it there. It could be Scott Stamford calling the show. No, I'm not going to know. It's not going to be him. It's going to be Michael. It, Co- I think oh. it's still going to be Michael Cole. Yeah. It's July 4th though. Yeah, it is July 4th. You're not going to have, it's not the most important show of all time. I don't know. Michael Cole may be calling this, but I could very well see a Byron Saxton, Scott Stamford team, something like that. Tom Phillips calling a show. Renee could, could be Renee. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an interesting show. I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, on WWE Network at 530 in the morning on July 4th. I'm looking forward to the show, uh, mostly because of the NXT title match. Again, the only match of any consequence. But you look at the matches up and down. And if you're watching this, you're not going to. I don't think you're going into this with high enough expectations to where you can be disappointed. I don't know no. how you could be disappointed by this show. No, you're not going to get a, a, a transcendent show, but you're going to get a fun show. Unless Kevin Owens beat Finn Balor in like three minutes in a nothing match. That's the only way I could see anyone being disappointed about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wanted to mention the hype bros, Zack Ryder's new tag team with Mojo rally. This is a real thing. Now they got a combined entrance video and theme music. Zach's great. Zach was great on Wednesday. I thought, I thought, I thought just watching him and sheer joy out of him in the ring. Like, oh, a crowd that, and they appreciated him. They, they appreciate him. Yeah. Him. They, I mean, th- this crowd wants to see Zack Ryder Mo- do well too. Mojo stinks, but <laughs> Zach's great. But if you're Zack Ryder, you got to think, okay, this might be my best chance to get raw TV time coming up. Yeah. Because if the Big E and Xavier Woods team or Big E and Kofi win the tag team titles back, you're going to need a babyface team. And if you go away from the primetime players, it's Lucha Dragons and it's potentially another babyface team from NXT. Because otherwise you got all heels. Yeah. So that's your, that's your selection. Mm-hmm. So once they get done with those guys, here I am, Zack Ryder. And I'm like, I have a chance to get on the main roster again. I have a chance to do regular touring shows. I have a chance to be on raw weekly with this Mojo rally. And if they see anything in Mojo rally, which it seems like they do, they're going to give him a lot of chances. So you can get a TV time with a guy who people want to see do well. And so you're not going to be buried week after week after week. Yeah, and I, as, as the other half of that match, I'm just uncertain if that w- that's the right way to use them. Shoot Nation. Sh- yes. Angelo Dawkins. 
Sawyer Fulton. Big guys. Big guys that you want to build. They are two big guys. A little green, but a little green. many of the guys on NXT are who aren't the main independent worldwide superstars. Do you want to be beating them like this on a consistent basis, or do you want to use local enhancement talent to get over? I think you want to use the guys who you have contracted to wrestle on TV. Okay. Even if they're going to be in jobber roles like this for a while. I mean, Tyler Breeze, when it was FCW, was in a jobber role like this. Colin Cassidy was in a jobber role a lot. Sometimes well, you, you do. I, this is the New Japan way is you job a yeah. lot while you're young, and then you yeah. get built up and eventually have a... I mean, Blake and Murphy are the tag team champions. You know, yeah, filling up TV and doing a, a fine job, but they were a jobber tag team, you know, months ago. It took them a while to get get the momentum going once they did win the titles because everybody's like, what? What kind of thing? And I think Jason Jordan's kind of having the same problem here. But I think Jason Jordan, out of all of them, has the biggest potential. Yes. Of oh, anyone no, that we're no seeing. Doubt. Yeah. That's the guy, you know, I mean, when, when we talked about this earlier, when you asked, is there a guy who could be the guy? I said it was Jason Jordan, and, and I J- agree. Yeah. Well, the Jason Jordan situation is different because he's doing what, uh, you know, kind of they had with the Stardust and Goldust angle for a while where Goldust had yeah. to find a tag team partner to win and he never could. You know, they have Jason Jordan trying to find a tag team partner to help him win matches after Ty Dillinger stunk up the joint, you know, and he's never finding anyone. Eventually you'll get the other part of Shoot Nation. Chad Gable, Jason Jordan teaming. Oh, you think it'll be it? Yeah. I mean, that's okay. what they've been building up to is the whole Chad Gable doing the backstage segments. You know, I yeah. want to be your partner. I want to be your partner. Eventually, Jason Jordan's going to have no one left. He's going to select Chad Gable. They mm. will go and they will start winning matches. And there is okay. your team. Eventually, oh. something clicks to where you go from the jobbers to guys who are actually getting time on TV. I'll you know, take it. I'm perfectly yeah. fine with Sawyer Fulton and Angela Dawkins jobbing a little bit okay. because right now you're just trying to get people to see, okay, there's other guys here in NXT. Right. You know, and then maybe a couple months down the line, they get a shock win over somebody Then they get another win. Hey, shoot nation. They found a way to start winning. Something is clicking with these guys. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, you want to talk anything about, uh, you know, did you want to do you can, we can either do, if you want to go over Dana, we could do that. We could go over bull Dempsey. I had both of those on my list, but if you don't want to, we can move on. Dana Brooke is the greatest. End of discussion. Well, okay. Is is the hate that we got from this week's NXT smarky backlash hate or heel heat? No, I, I think it's a mix of both, but maybe more on the side of the smarky backlash. Like, this is the woman that's getting pushed now. Yeah. You know, and we think there are other people that are better. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to see Becky Lynch back and in a high role. You know, we like Charlotte. We like Sasha. We like Bailey. We like Emma. And we know? like Emma. And Emma is the loser of the team. And this is the, this is the, ooh, the fitness models that they want so much, you know. But again, I think Dana Brooke can potentially win these people over. I think she's, she's fine for right now. She needs to improve. And part of my worry about Dana Brooke is my same worry about the other NXT diva I wrote about, Eva Marie. Well, Eva, Marie's, Eva Marie's going to be feast or famine first match because if she doesn't show anything, She's dead. She there's, might be. She's the one that might be dead in the water. Yeah. But I wouldn't put Dana Brooke in that category of dead in the water at yet. all. No, 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 no. And no, this is why no. I do like the fact that there are months in between tapings because she can work a couple of tapings, have a month of in-ring training time, get better. All right. And then you see vast improvement on TV the next time. I'd like to see more than the posing. 
But yeah, no, I agree. But it's just this crowd's being jerks right, right now. Well, as, and I don't, I don't like that. Well, yeah, but they kind of, they can kind of get that way when they're not getting what they want because you're starting right. to see, you know, there's, there's a sense of jade, uh, a jaded uh, crowd reaction there. I mean, they just, they see everything, they see everybody, they like mm-hmm. who they like, and they, they don't like who they don't like. Uh, but Dana Brooke, I think, is one that can win them over. I mean, the potential of Dana Brooke is super high. And yeah. like we've talked about, and I don't know if others out there agree, uh, if, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of backlash to Dana Brooke, of course. I mean, if, yes. you know, let us know what you think on Dana Brooke at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. But I think this is a character and this is a person who will do much better on the main roster than she will ever in NXT as much as she may improve. And I'm looking forward to that. This is a person who's built for the main roster. She has what the people who run the main roster want. She has what they want. She has a look. She's got confidence. I mean, I'm surprised how much confidence she already has. Oh, yeah. To me, I'm, she looks like she's, you know, I belong here. I belong with Sasha Banks. I belong with Charlotte. Like, I'm not any worse than these two. I see that in her. Maybe, I, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe she doesn't feel that way. I see that in her when I see oh, her no, on TV. I, I, I see that in her. I'm... I'm uh... I'm tabling my impression for right now. Thank you. That was in the intro. Out of respect for you. Bull Dempsey is running with this fat gimmick. I hate this gimmick. But he's running with it. He's putting Instagrams of him, you know, backstage with his belly out, looking at food, so happy. I mean, this guy is living this thing. The only way this gimmick works is if it's a private pile from Full Metal Jacket and he's born again hardcore and he just destroys fools after this. Otherwise, it feels like that, it feels like that kind of gimmick where they're bullying the talent as opposed to really giving him something to do. Yeah. Cause they kind of did that. Well, they didn't do this with Chris hero, so to speak, but they behind the scenes, they did. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see where we're going. Cause at least it's going to be a story. It's a comedy gimmick. And I, I it's, it, a, it's a comedy gimmick, but I don't know. Do we have a, do we have a fitness trainer character? I mean, I know Dana Brooke is like the fitness expert, but do we I'm have a Simon diamond back? Uh, I'm, diamond I'm wondering back. if eventually we're going to have a fitness, you know, oh. like a, a Mr. Olympian come in and try to get bull Dempsey back into shape. Mm-hmm. Why maybe not? that Maybe that strong man that they have. Braun, yeah. No. yeah. Why not? Braun Strowman comes back and like bull Dempsey. I don't like where you're headed. I'm going to change your life, son. Like, well, maybe that could work. And those two guys could just kill people. Dylan Mile can come in with his gigantic fist and just punch all the fat out of Bull Dempsey. No, but I just don't want it to be super porky. That's all. Where he's eating like a chicken leg and getting it all over himself. Yeah, that would not be... Uh... That would not be conducive. That would not be good at all. I don't even know. I mean, that was wacky right there. That was wacky. Jeff Hawkins. Mm. Jeff Hawkins can be in J&J. Shut up. <laughs> so could Jeff Jarrett. But Oh, my God. <laughs> you just well, blew my not. mind. This, no. this guy is going to be in every single national TV promotion at the same time. Hey, Rick Rude. <laughs> oh, oh Jeff Jarrett. Jeff... Re Jarrett. Um, I think we're going to have to save Southern boys and uh, midnight express to next week. Ah, let's go um, uh, an hour 15. Nah, let's do that. Uh, we're kind of out of time here. Oh, you just want to go mm-hmm. the hour. We're kind of oh. out of time. We're kind of out of time. I want to do it. Though. I know I wanted to get to it too, but I think we're going to have to save it till next time. Give the, do- give the people one extra week to, uh, to talk Southern boys and midnight express from 
Great American Bash 1990. Are we going to do two next week then? So this is what we're doing. Okay. On Sunday at 3 o'clock Eastern, Sunday, July 5th, at the PW Ponderings live stream page, we're going to be doing a live Shake Them Ropes. Mix LR, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash PW Ponderings. We'll be doing a live Shake Them Ropes. We'll also, it'll still be on the regular stream. So the way you download Shake Them Ropes now, VoicesOfWrestling.com and all the regular streams, you're going to get the podcast on there. But we're going to do a special live show in support of uh, fundraising Rain. for Rain, yeah. the anti-sexual assault uh, charity. We are supporting PW Ponderings and their efforts for Rain. We are going to be doing a one-hour show from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday, July 5th. You can listen to that. At PW Ponderings is the Twitter handle for more information. And then we'll probably do our regular Tuesday show talking raw and anything leading up to battleground. We'll talk, maybe we'll do match number 72 and 71. Maybe we'll do a couple of the uh, top 100 matches. Yeah. Cause I think it's going to be a dead raw. What's 71. Uh, Ooh, good question, son. I will look that up, but yeah, we can very or, well just get a couple of these. Uh, or if we could talk PW Ponderings into it, they could watch Southern Boys and Midnight Express, and we'll all talk it together. Oh, we have too much to talk about on that Sunday already. Oh, that's right. We have that's too right. much we already. Do. Never never mind. Because on that Sunday show, we're going to be reviewing the July 4th special, so we'll right. talk about a possible... Oh, we're, doing, we're doing road trips. And that's then we're, we're going to talk about a possible NXT new uh, NXT champion, and we're going to be talking our stories of traveling to wrestling. PW Pondering is an indie wrestling site. We're going to try to mix our WWE stuff with the indie wrestling. We're going to be talking about our favorite road trips to pro wrestling shows and our experiences with that. So we got a full show for that, a little special extravaganza for STR93. If you've been paying attention, or maybe if you haven't, I will tell you, uh, you can go to our Twitter, at Shake Them Ropes. We want your stories on wrestling road trips. You can DM us on Twitter. You can tweet at us. You can send us an email, rob at voicesofwrestling.com or go to the Voices of Wrestling forums uh, and share your experiences uh, experiences with uh, traveling to pro wrestling, your favorite moments, your worst moments, your your motivations for going. Uh, we want to incorporate that in the show. Uh, but match number 71, sir, is Bret Hart versus the One Two Three Kid on WWE Raw, July 11th, 1994. I swear we've done that already. We have not. Oh, we did Marty Jannetty and we did Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. We okay, have, we have not done Bret Hart and Shawn Waltman from oh. WWE Raw, July eleventh, nineteen ninety four. All right, here's what we'll do: we'll, we have Southern Boys Midnight Express that we both watched and we're fairly prepared to talk about. Correct? Yep. We'll we'll have that. We'll have the Bret Hart one two three kid in the holster if we have time and there's nothing to talk about on Perfect. Raw. Perfect. That way we don't. That way we don't come up with a show like we did last week where we're we're we're, we're dying. Whereas they, whereas it was noticed on Sheet Sandwich, they were struggling a bit. <laughs> we had nothing to talk about last week. Oh no, we 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 and we couldn't an even make up stuff. Talking, because, we're doing Seinfeld, talking about nothing. Like we could have done a full review of Raw, but there was just nothing on that Raw. Oh, that was a nothing burger. It was a nothing show whatsoever. So I want to make sure that that doesn't, you know, that just doesn't yeah, happen. So we'll yet. so we'll have one in the chamber and one in the holster. Why not? Or one in the, yeah, oh, don't do the gun metaphor. Let's just continue. Just Joe can be in J&J security. <laughs> Jerome Kusan of Pro Wrestling Ponderins uh, joins us right now to talk a little bit about an event we're going to be a part of on Sunday, July 5th, an all-day podcasting extravaganza Pro Wrestling Ponderings is putting on to uh, kind of support Rain. Um, 
to give us more details on this, Jerome is here. Jerome, hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, Rob. It's uh, it's weird to be invading somebody else's podcast for once. That's right. Well, we are invading your live stream I'm like, on I'm Sunday. Like the- I'm the I'm the global force wrestling dude. You're TNA, and then you're gonna be like my you're gonna be like the Magnus to our global force wrestling. How dare you! I don't <laughs> want to be any of these things. What a, what an apt description uh, to try and get people to listen to the Sunday show. We are gonna be like GFW and TNA. Come listen to us. But uh, it's a pretty big event on Sunday uh, that you guys are doing an all day marathon podcast that we're gonna be a part of. Uh, seems pretty exciting. We're going to have, uh, you know, the one of, if not the, you know, first reaction shows to the WWE July 4th special. So it's kind of an app day for this. It's a big day on Sunday. But tell us more about the uh, podcasting event that's going on. So uh, towards the end of April, there was uh, there was an issue with one of our podcasts, the Pro Wrestling Ponderings. And, you know, there was a lot of there was a kerfuffle about it. And I felt that one of the best ways for us to respond and one of the best ways for us to sort of engage with wrestling fans was instead of doing of, of something stupid and something angry, you know, I think our best way of doing and responding was instead to do this fundraiser for Rain. And a lot of people in the pro wrestling community have probably heard of Rain because uh, of the WrestleMania raffle that Mick Foley does every year. And it's something that I... I'm happy to enter, even if I'm not totally engaged in the WWE products, just because it's a really, really good cause. And there are a lot of charities out there that I think if you go to, you're going to find that they're less than credible. Rain is not one of them. Rain is an incredible organization. They have a really good rating. And when we were deciding what charity we wanted to support, Rain is one of the first ones that popped up in my head. And the other thing that I really love about Rain is that to set up a fundraiser for them is incredibly easy. Within five minutes, I was able to get a fundraiser pitch for Pro Wrestling Ponderings put together. And it was it's, it's really great. And over the month of May, uh, we were able to raise over $1,200, $1,291 specifically. And basically what we did is, and this was an idea that I basically stole from uh, the Slash Filmcast, which is a podcast that I listened to, is they did something very similar where they did a charity event and for every $100 raised, they would do one hour of podcasting. So that's basically what I decided to do. And that's what we're going to be doing on Sunday. Sunday is sort of the payoff for that. We're going to be doing 12 hours of podcasting beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's Sunday, July 5th. And we'll be going all the way until 11 p.m. Eastern time. So it's going to be an insane day. We have a number of guests that are already lined up, including, of course, you and Jeff Hawkins, you will be contributing, and uh, I want to thank you both for doing that. Obviously, Jeff is not here to, to thank, but Rob, you are, and um, I'm glad you were one of the first people that said you would lend a hand. So I'm very appreciative of that, and I'm really looking forward to um, participating on Sunday and having you guys on. Absolutely. Whenever I can hear the sound of my own voice more and there's an opportunity for it, I'm all about it. So I, I was happy to join in. Uh, Rain is an anti-sexual assault organization, so uh, it's a good cause, and that's what we're doing it for on Sunday. Uh, the podcast will be available live. You can get all the information at pwponderings.com. You can follow them on Twitter at pwponderings. Uh, did I get all those plugs part, uh, part right? 
Yes, that is uh, twitter.com slash pwponderings is the place to find it. We're going to have information on guests. Obviously, because we are an independent, you know, we primarily cover the independent wrestling scene. A lot of our discussion and a lot of our concentration is going to be centered around, you know, independent wrestling. But I'm really glad that we can have you guys on to talk about some WWE. We're obviously, given that it's 12 hours and it's just hours after Dominion will have taken place, we will probably be talking about New Japan's uh, big pay-per-view that is taking place early Sunday morning, July 5th. And Rob, uh, I'm really grateful that WWE, in honor of our podcast, right. they decided to have a network special on Sunday, July 4th, so that they could, uh, they could give us something to talk about. And it's worth noting that one of the people wrestling on that show donated to uh, our fundraiser. That's right. But you can't uh you can't divulge who that is, right? All I'm gonna say is We we just got a little pop up donation from somebody. <laughs> yes. Um let's just say he likes to fight. Let's just say that. Oh, all right, we will say that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the July fourth special from WWE on our show. But in keeping with the independent theme, Jeff and I have planned to discuss some of our favorite independent uh, wrestling road trips. So some of the road trips we've gone on through our lives to independent wrestling shows. Mine will mostly be about Ring of Honor and IWA Mid-South, but we are going to have a little independent theme on the show as well from a more personal perspective. Uh, But I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, All the listeners of Shake Them Ropes will be able to get to the uh, show on the regular RSS feed. So the same way you download every other show will be available. Uh, But you can listen live to it at PW Ponderings on Sunday afternoon. Jerome, thanks for joining us and, uh, and letting everyone know about this project we got coming up. Very cool, Rob. Thank you for having me on to plug and uh, hope for some of your listeners to join us on Sunday. Um, I believe that it is going to be 3 p.m. Eastern time for Shake Them Ropes, so uh, looking forward to it. That's right. Thanks, Jerome, for joining us to discuss the big event coming on Sunday. If you want to support Shake Them Ropes, if you enjoy the show, we encourage you to subscribe, share, like, and comment on Shake Them Ropes. You can do so in a variety of ways. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, and more. You can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube to subscribe to the YouTube page, share our videos, like them, comment on them, and interact with us. You can follow us on Twitter, at ShakeThemRopes, and you can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR for the variety of ways to subscribe to the audio podcast. If you would like to support Shake Them Ropes monetarily without spending any extra money, you can do so with our Amazon affiliate link, voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon. Any purchases you make, we will get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon, but there's no extra cost to you. So if you are a listener out there and you are already shopping on Amazon, it would be very nice of you to use our Amazon affiliate link before doing so, voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon. And we get a little bit of a commission from those sales. Not a whole lot, just a little bit, but it's something where you can support Shake Them Ropes and Voices of Wrestling without spending any extra money. We appreciate all of you that listen to our show. We hope to uh, have you back for future shows. We will be back this Sunday with our live special on PWPonderings.com. We'll be back next week talking match number 72, as well as maybe match number 71 on our WWE countdown and all the happenings in WWE. A lot of good stuff coming up here in July on Shake Them Ropes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later on at VoicesOfWrestling.com.
In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and in me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.